Hello again out there in Birdland. It's Hanson Tebbets along with... Chip Darmstadt. Uh, your weekend edition of uh, For the Birds, uh, September. How are your caterpillars? I saw a lot of people got to see your caterpillars this last week. The caterpillar uh, trail was here. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, over a thousand people got to see the caterpillars. It was great. Yeah, we had the caterpillar lab for five days. Um, lots of... Uh, open exploration to, uh, for the, the general public, but then also some camps for kids, a workshop for teachers. So we touched a lot of people and um, a lot of caterpillars got touched as well, but not the poisonous ones. <laughs> yeah. They had some cool stuff. One of my favorite ants was the spun glass slug moth caterpillar. Mm. I like that for a name. Oh, that's, a, that's a mouthful. And um you said more than a thousand people at the North Branch Nature Center in Montpelier. That's fantastic. It was uh, it was just a nice weekend, you know. It was, yeah, and uh, I think people were looking for something to do over the weekend, and uh, the caterpillars do not disappoint. There, yeah, I think they had over sixty species. Um, you know, some that are camouflaged by flower petals, others that uh, bore into wood, and then. Their tail end looks like a jumping spider. I mentioned the slug moth. Uh, this one, it looks like a, uh, a glass blower made these hairs because it looked like uh, these glass tentacles on this slug moth caterpillar. Crazy stuff. Lots of cool um, biology. Many of these caterpillars get parasitized, and you can see uh, you can see sometimes larvae inside the caterpillar. So wasp, a wasp larva eating the caterpillar from the inside out. So it, they're fascinating and beautiful, and yeah, we had a great time uh, hmm. with the caterpillar lab. Good stuff. North Branch Nature Center in Montpelier with Chip. Um, but I've been watching and um, going on my morning walk, and. Um, I see these little birds, you know, darting from the trees, but they, they're confusing me. I, I can't quite figure out what they are. <laughs> Could they be confusing fall warblers? Con- <laughs> confusing fall warblers. Yes, indeed. Oh, boy, yeah. I know what you mean. They're like, they're still, you know, we have all the leaves on the trees. So it, find even just seeing these warblers right now is really tricky. You know, I, they seem to be flying overhead quickly, or like you know, deep in the crown of a tree where they're really hard to see. And yes, many of them in that confusing fall plumage. Uh, so it takes some perseverance. Uh, but there's a lot of warblers coming through right now, and uh, it's always exciting. But a bit of a chore figuring out what they are. Yeah, the uh, the warbling warblers for sure. So. Um why don't we begin with, uh, what about the yellow rumped warbler? What's that looking like these days? Yeah, they're coming through. They're they're one of the later migrants. They are coming through the state now. We'll see them into October. Um, the ones I've seen have been, um, you know, they seem like they're young birds of the year, perhaps, or maybe just uh, the, they, the male, adult males will molt into a less colorful plumage. They all share a few things in common that make identifying them pretty easy. Uh, one is the yellow rump. Um, so uh, hence the name yellow rump warbler or butter butt as we like to call it. Uh, there are other warblers with yellow rumps, though, Cape May warbler, prairie warbler, magnolia warbler. So you can't just go based on that. Um, one thing to look for is they have yellow 
kind of at the bend of the wing on the flank. So the upper flanks have a smudge of yellow. Every plumage has that. Some of them, it's a bit faint, but um, look for basically lightly streaked underparts and this smudge of yellow on the side of the breast, upper flanks near the bend of the wing. And that's a telltale sign that you're looking at a yellow rump warbler. Yeah, good stuff. Well, halfway through the show, Anson and Chip on your weekend edition of For the Birds, uh, September um, September in Vermont. Lots of things are happening. Trees starting to turn a little bit, not too, not too wild. Had some wild storms earlier this week. Um, what else what might we see out there that's uh, making its way south? Well, um, you know, continuing with the theme of uh, yellow butts, uh, magnolia warblers are coming through right now. I've been seeing those at the North Branch Nature Center and elsewhere. Um, yellow in the rump, also yellow on the throat and, and on the um, chest and breast with fine streaking on the sides, but white on the undertails. Um, and they have a bright white patch through the tail. So when they spread their tail a little bit, you see this white band. And they're sometimes in small little groups. I often when I see one magnolia, I see you know another one with it or maybe three. Um, and they, um, you know, they stick to the forest edges and up in the treetops, um, but sometimes come down low. They, they nest in Vermont, uh, but um, people maybe see them more commonly in migration uh, where they become you know, more widespread and seen in different habitats. So keep your eyes out for that one. Um, yeah, lots of things. I, I led a bird walk at the Nature Center uh, last week. Um, we were doing our Friday morning bird walks and had uh, almost a dozen warblers on that walk in about an hour and a half. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff. The uh, warblers, um, and they're they're headed deep south, right? They're headed. They're also headed to Central America. Yeah, you know, most of the warblers um, that in Vermont or pass to the north of us migrate to the tropics. So, Mexico, Central America, South America. Um, you know, some like the black pole warbler fly over the Atlantic Ocean to Brazil. Um, some do spend the, the winter in the southern U.S., even, even southern New England. You know, yellow throats, for example, common yellow throat, they'll, they'll spend the winter in Florida. Um, yellow warblers might be found in New Jersey or Long Island or, or even like coastal Maine in the winter occasionally. Mm. Tall warbler, prairie warbler, they're, they're more short distance migrants as well, southern U.S. But yeah, most of them, they're, they're, you know, they're migrating thousands of miles and some is overwintering in the rainforest, uh, keeping company with antbirds. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen any geese migrate yet, but that, uh, they must be getting close. Yeah, I haven't either. I've, you know, I've seen lots of flocks out in, in the fields and on ponds flying over. Uh, yeah, but water, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to move. I took a nap walk on the Culture Causeway last week, and there was a lesser scop. There was a pintail, uh, blue-winged teal. These are probably, you know, early migrants that were uh, you know, starting to starting to move south. So lots of birds on the move, shorebirds, warblers. Uh, the nighthawk migration is coming to a close. But, yeah, almost every bird group uh, is starting to migrate now. Yeah, good stuff. And my hummingbird is still here. Um, and uh, the goldfinches are really uh, taking to the uh, sunflowers. The sunflowers are past peak, so they're starting to produce some seeds, and they're they're enjoying their time with them. 
Awesome, yeah. I saw a hummingbird the other day too, so I'm always curious when I'll see that last hummingbird of the season. Yeah, and the goldfinches, yeah, they're still in family groups. You can hear the young begging constantly for for more sunflower seeds. Good stuff. Well, our uh, time has come to an end here on our September weekend and for the birds. Um, enjoy the uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll do it again um, next week. Until then, I'm Anson Tevitz. I'm Chip Darmstadt. For the birds.